What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to another episode of Nonfiction with Jonathan Soul. This is a little tough. Uh, as I record this, it's about 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, January 26th, Sunday. And uh, a lot of us found out that the basketball great Kobe Bryant met his demise with his daughter uh, in an airplane crash. Uh, sadly, none of them survived. It was... Uh, it was him and uh, they say another another parent and her child, and um, and the pilots. That's five people. I mean, what words can you say? The brother was forty one. He only retired what three years ago. I mean, he didn't even. You know what I mean? He uh, made a movie. Um, I think I love basketball or something like that, and uh, won a won an Oscar. Um, like a little short film animation thing. Here, let me just bring it up right quick. Um, first professional app. This is from uh, Shadow and Act. It's like a website that talks about independent film and stuff. Uh, let's see here. Stories. Uh, Kobe Bryant's film mentors were two legendary black women. Kobe Bryant is the first professional athlete and the first black person ever to win an Oscar for Best Animated Short Film. He took home the prize for his film, Dear Basketball. The film is based on a letter he wrote to the Players Tribune on November 29th, 2015, announcing his retirement from basketball. So he did this this short film. Uh, of course, you know, some of you guys know, follow the news. He had some investing going on with some IT-related stuff. Um, he wanted to pursue more storytelling. Um, and, and so he had a lot on his plate. And then, of course, he had four daughters and his wife. His daughter, uh, they call her Gigi. She was on the plane with them. She perished. And uh, according to reports, which it seemed like at first everything was coming through TMZ. And uh, it looks like they were going to, to a basketball camp or something. Well, it's rough. It's rough. I mean, I thought 2020 was fucked up. With uh, with Trump bombing, you know what I mean? Bombing that general. Hold on for a second, y'all. I gotta get something to drink. Bombing that general. Robbing an Iranian general on Iraqi soil. Something that two previous presidents refused to do. So that was, and the Congress didn't know about it. So he, you know, and then, you know, so it was that whole thing. And then, of course, the fires, right? I mean, we just hear about the fires in California and the fires in Australia. But guess what, fam? There are mad fires in Africa. Mad fires in Africa. Um, as a matter of fact, if I go to, if I just type in wildfires, Africa. The wildfires may be bigger. So let's see if I click on here. This is... Uh, uh, DW, which is like a German news site. Uh, the headline says Amazon versus Africa uh, forest fires. Is the world really ablaze? And then you can look and you can see from the satellite image that there are more fires in Africa. And they're more densely. Oh, my God. They're, they're even on Madagascar. Oh, my God. So the name of the article is Amazon versus Africa uh, forest fires is well really blaze. I'll just put a link in the 
a little description of this, uh, this audio file. Uh, it says uh, in this text, uh, in, satellite, in NASA satellite images, the size of the forest fires in, forest fires in Central Africa appear amazingly large. This looks like a real red chain with fires extending from Angola across the Congo and Mozambique to Madagascar, similar to the blazes in Brazil's Amazon that have triggered, triggered global outcry. So we're not hearing nothing about Africa. All we're hearing is about, but it seemed denser and deeper in Africa. So long story short, family, it's, a, it's always some you know, sad news that we could focus on. And it just kind of takes all the air out the room. But this is a perfect opportunity to get back to the basics, which is take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Because at the end of the day, that's really all you got. You know? Um, I, I usually, I try to focus on new stuff. If you guys listened to the last broadcast I did, I interviewed a therapist who uh, put out a, a book about a, a, a like a poetry workbook to help you kind of process trauma. And I feel like if we focus on the negative too much, we're kind of traumatizing ourselves. You know, as a matter of fact, I used to cover news before I did comics on my podcast. The podcast was called uh, uh, Tricknology. And I did it on Blog Talk Radio. You can probably go over there and still find that. I don't know. But during that period, I, I interviewed a, a few people from Palestine. At the time, Israel was bombing the, the, the fuck out of uh, Gaza during Operation Cash Lead or Cash Lead. I interviewed um, a palace, uh, an Egyptian activist who was snatched off the street. And it was heavy. It was heavy. And it, I got burnt out. Because it was just, you know, I mean, I had some fun. I interviewed a, interviewed a lady who was trying to organize sex workers so they can get uh, uh, health benefits. Some kind of, you know, organized to like a straight up union. Um, I interviewed, uh, let's see, a medical doctor. They called him a hip hop doctor. It was a medical doctor in, in Harlem. I interviewed a... a, a uh, an alien abductee by the name of Riley Martin. He also had a show for a period on Howard 101. So it wasn't all bad. You know what I mean? I even bought his book. Um, I bought his book. It was like The Call of... Oh, God, what was the name of the book? It was crazy. The Call of Something. It'll come to me. Riley Martin, that was, that was one of my favorite interviews. I said all that to say, all of this shit that we're talking about is, is always happening. These fires, if you look into it a little bit, they happen like every year. They happen every year. So it's like you folks on it, wringing your hands, ain't going to change shit unless you're going to get a bucket and travel to the Congo. You know what I mean? You're not doing it. You still got to get up in the morning if you're fortunate enough to have a job or a business that's functional. You still got to get up and do those tasks. You still got to take care of yourself, take care of your health, your family. You know what I mean? So let's just focus on that, y'all. I've... I looked at all the Kobe Bryant video clips with him and his daughter at the basketball game, and I didn't know they did a little clip where he was kind of teasing uh, Jalen Rose. Uh, it's a cute little clip where uh, uh, Jalen walks into the restaurant, 
And Kobe's like, hey, Jalen. He's like, oh, God. Hey, Kobe, how you doing? And then so the, re- the, the, the waiter says, Mr. Bryant, would you like a drink? And he says, yeah, give me a vodka or whatever. He said, how many olives? He said, 81. And so I didn't get it at first, but Kobe scored 81 points on Jalen Rose in a basketball game years ago. So I thought was, so I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it just depends on where you look. That's where your energy and your thoughts is going to follow. So at first I was like, fuck 2020. (laughs) It's like Trump talking shit, the Congress doing shit. You know what I mean? You know, people eating bats in China. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and they wonder why you get sick. <laughs> You're not supposed to eat bats, man. That's a real thing. Eating bat soup in fucking Wuhan. They was, they was, oh my God. You don't think there's, that the bats got diseases? We taking a chance on chicken. And y'all fucking with bats? That's that's really that's <laughs> what part of the game is this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Y'all fucking with bats? You think I'm bullshit? Hold on for a second, man. Just look up. I'm googling bat soup. I'm googling bat soup. Oh my god! I can't look at the picture again because the Joker look alive. Here we go. The Sun, uh, the Sun and that's my boy texting me stuff. The missing link, uh, coronavirus, coronavirus outbreak could be linked to bat soup, some scientists say. And I got to skip over these scary ass pictures. You thought vampires is bad. Man, a vampire see a person eat bat soup, he'll turn tail and run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh my God. I thought I was the predator. All right. Coronavirus could have been spread from bat soup to humans, experts have claimed. Scientists in China where the deadly coronavirus has killed 26 people, believe the bug shares common ancestor with a virus found only in fruit bats. Ooh, God, that's a scary picture. Jesus Christ. I mean, how, I mean, where do, you, how, where do you learn how to cook bat? Is that what they offer in school now? Then it has a little chart. Coronavirus spread. How deadly virus can jump from bats to snakes to humans? Oh my God! So the first one, uh, scientists claim that scientists claim the deadly strain of coronavirus shares a common. Uh huh. It says scientists also found that snakes were susceptible uh, to the most similar version of the coronavirus. They are also known to eat bats in the wild. Snakes are sold to Wuhan fish market, where the virus originated as animals, as the animal is considered a delicacy in China. Oh, my God. I mean, I know country people in America, a rattlesnake. And I didn't think nothing of it. But now I'm thinking, well, damn, what did rattlesnake eat? Then it says, number three, uh, humans pathogen, path, pathogens uh, from infected snakes could be spread to humans through the air when handling live animals during butchery and food preparation, either through inhalation or contaminated surfaces, which would then be touched, experts say. Bat soup, bats are considered a delicacy in China where the soup is made. So basically, you know, they, they I guess the, the snakes are live when you go to these different markets. Oh my God, I can't look at the picture. 
And uh, why? I mean, why wouldn't they cut off the head and, and the fur and everything? Like, we get chicken, the beak and the head is, isn't still on it and the feathers and shit. I mean, you wouldn't... Oh, my God, nigga, what the hell? So, anyway, family, I said I'd, I'd bring that up to say, when you if you guys are out and about, you know, the rest of the week, make sure you wash your hands a lot. You know, touching doorknobs and shit and, and touching elevator buttons. I saw this video on, on social media where a guy was coughing on the elevator buttons. I mean, that's some hateful shit right there. But there are very angry, hurt, lonely people out there who they want the world to hurt with them. You, you know what I'm saying? So you have to protect yourself and protect your family. If you're sick, stay the fuck home. You think, oh, I don't want to burn my time. But you're stretching out. Trust me, I know family. I, uh, years ago, how many years ago now? I don't know, less than 10 years ago. Um, I started coughing. Now, I never get sick. I'm a type of cat. I, when I get say never, maybe I might sniffle for a day or two and then it's gone. I never get sick. So all of a sudden, I started coughing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, I picked up something, whatever. And so after three days, because usually my system kicking in like Wolverine and I'm good. But the fourth day, I wasn't. So I go to, to CVS, the local drugstore, and I'm buying shit. And then the stuff that I wanted, like this, just like a NyQuil, PM, or whatever it was, was gone. Every pharmacy I went to was gone. So that particular period, everybody was getting sick. It was just that season. So I literally bought, I guess, maybe five different medicines. And, you know, the, the pharmacy don't carry a ton of different products. It's like, you know, same manufacturer, just AM and PM flavors. So none of it will work. So after three weeks of me experimenting, I mean, I even did my old like ginseng tea and and and, and not ginseng tea, a ginger tea and echinacea and golden seal and all that shit. None of that worked. So finally, when I was at work and I was coughing so much that my colleagues was starting to feel uncomfortable, I went to the doctor and he said, "Oh, you got pneumonia." I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I end up in the hospital. And that was less, I was uh, maybe less than 10 years ago. I was in the hospital. So what I'm trying to tell you, especially the brothers, when you first start getting the sniffles, man, that's your body signaling you that something's wrong. Go to the doctor as soon as possible. Now, it helps if you're, you know, you stay away from milk and you stay away from things that will kind of make your system more vulnerable. Hey, let me close this egg, this scary ass. Uh, bat soup page. It helps if you make sure your system is, you know what I mean, optimal or whatever. Get plenty of rest. Drink a lot of fluid, especially if you sneeze and coughing. Your body's using all that moisture to trap these germs and kick them out the body. That means you got to drink extra. So just take care of yourself, y'all. Just take care of yourself. You know, um, because not everybody is. You know, as if you have, if you have, if you have a parent, if you're a parent, you know. That one day, or maybe more, you sent your kid to school with the sniffles when they shouldn't have. That's just the nature of the beast. You know, being in the West and being a parent, rush, 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 everybody ain't got time to burn. So you know that somebody else is doing it, and your kid's going to get sick, or you're going to get sick, or your co-worker. Don't stay the, the fuck home. They go to work because they don't want to spend the time, whatever, whatever. So you got to protect yourself. I wore a mask with my co-worker coughing next to me. 
Now, I'm sure I, I, I bothered him or hurt his feelings or whatever, but I mean, you you get sick from there, what they're going to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So fuck that feelings. Fuck that feelings, man. Take care of yourself. Take care of your health. Because as you get older, it takes you longer and longer to recover. I swear, when I was young, I felt like Wolverine. You know, shit would heal quick. You know, but now it's like, you know, my healing factor is a little shaky. <laughs> the claws get stuck sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I push it back in. You know, so, so you just have to be careful, trust yourself, and, and take care of yourself. <clears throat> I wanted to get to some headlines real quick. But the main thing I, I wanted to say is that take care of yourself. Um, I covered uh, something called Operation Relentless Pursuit, in which uh, the uh, the Attorney General of the United States, William Barr, is basically militarizing um, the police. Uh, Operation Relentless Pursuit, militarizing the police. Uh, and and they're targeting seven different cities because he says their crime rates are higher than the national average. Now, on the surface, you might say, well, good, we don't want the criminals, blah, 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 blah. That's if you're detached from reality. Generally speaking, what prevents crime is a full belly and a job. Generally speaking. And so you say, well... You know, what about those? Yeah, but the people do that. They're a very small minority. Those are people who are maladjusted. They probably got mental problems. Maybe they've been abused or, you know what I mean? But generally speaking, people don't want to risk their lives. You know, it's still shit, knowing the consequences if they don't have to. That's what a reasonable human being would come to the conclusion. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to look at it like this. What circumstances would you have to be in for you to become a criminal, for you to have to steal? I remember, I don't know if I told y'all this story before, but um, I remember I came back from uh, hanging out with a friend of mine. And I was going to my car, he was going to his car, and uh, we saw some teenagers on like, uh, so the sidewalk, and then it was like a wall, and then behind it was apartments. We saw teenagers standing on the apartments, I mean, standing on the, sitting on the wall, and uh, and so anyway, the teenager kind of yelled out something. And it's late at night. I don't know these kids. It's, it's, it's not exactly the safest neighborhood in the world. So I'm, I'm kind of hearing them, but not hearing them, you know. And so then I heard the young man say, you know, that's why something, basically he was saying, you know, we need to stick together. We don't stick together. So that perked up my ears. I'm like, what did you say? You know, so I walked up to him. And my boy, you know, stopped what he's doing, walked up to him. And then he said, you know, that's why black people don't stick together. Now, I only hear that from people who aren't doing shit. Black people are sticking together. If he wasn't, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You wouldn't be buying some of the stuff that I, that I talk about, you know, on my, on my comic book thing. Black people do stick together. But the people who aren't doing shit think that everybody else ain't doing shit. Anyway, the young man goes on to say, he asked me, is it wrong to steal diapers? I'm like, huh? He pointed, and behind me was a 7-Eleven. He said, I was going to go into that 7-Eleven and steal some diapers. My baby, and he pointed to the apartment building behind him, is uh, she needs diapers. My grandmother's taking care of the baby, kicked me out the house, and she said, don't come back until you have diapers. 
Now, he went on to explain that he just got a job at like a, a post, a, a UPS-like company. I don't remember if it was UPS or not. Um, package, you know, company or whatever. But it was, I think it was a Wednesday and he doesn't get paid till Monday or something along those lines. He said, but if I go in there and steal diapers, that'll get me into. So I said, first of all, young man, black people do stick together. Second of all, and I reached in my pocket and gave him a 20. And, oh, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I talked about, you know, the stuff that I do at that time. Um, see, I was. Uh, I told him about when I used to read to my son's third grade class. Blah, blah, blah. You know, he didn't want to hear all that. He didn't want to get to the, get to the thing. Type. What, the point I'm trying to make is those are the things that causes perfectly, you know, reasonable, um, good people to do something considered crime. You know, people behave this way a lot of times out of necessity. So for you to want to militarize the police in an environment where average white motherfuckers is already calling cops on children and just black adults just standing around, maybe waiting for a friend or in a Starbucks or whatever, you know that those toxic people are calling the toxic. That's not a healthy mix. And so now you're emboldening these devils to act even more devilish and put us all in jeopardy. So what I said, I said, I to say, make sure you keep tabs on your family. Maybe, you know, maybe your family is engage, engaging in, let's just call it unproductive behavior, but sometimes they have friends who are doing that. You might have to tell them, cut them friends loose. Because when they see a group of kids, they go after the whole group. They're putting police officers in high schools now, armed police officers. When I was in school in the 80s, we never, we hardly ever saw police unless there was a problem. There was always like maybe a gym teacher who doubled as a security guard, or maybe they might have security people. They didn't have no guns. These guys got guns. And sometimes when you drive by the school, if you look at them, they got their hand on their gun. But these are children, but they don't give a fuck. Because that racist mentality drops them down to the level of beasts. And so women and children are equally uh, targets as men. That's why it's like, if you're really racist, I don't even consider you a man. Because you're willing to, you're willing to, to hurt women and children. When that cop body slammed that little... Oh, my God. Whew. So anyway, family, uh, Barr is doing this. And, uh, you know, so if you want to look it up, just look at Operation Relentless Pursuit, the AG Bar, you know, William Barr, and uh, you'll find out. And let your people know. I mean, you know, Iraq and Iran, they can take care of themselves. We got to look out for each other because we all we got. By the way, the, the seven cities, I think I mentioned seven cities that were targeted in this program. The seven cities are Albuquerque, uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, Memphis, and Milwaukee. All right, those are the seven cities. Um, I'm just going to go to justice.gov. And then I'll just read a couple of paragraphs real quick uh, today. And this is, came out December 18, 2019, from the Office of Public Affairs uh, Justice Department. Today, Attorney General William P. Barr announced the launch of Operation Relentless Pursuit, an initiative aimed at, excuse me, initiative aimed at combating violent crime in seven Americas 
in seven of America's most violent cities through a surge of federal resources. Joined at the press conference in Detroit, Michigan, uh, by Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, Acting Director Regina Lombardo, uh, Drug Enforcement Administration, Acting, da 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 all these law enforcement agencies. Uh, uh, Let's see here. Um, General Barr pledged to intensify federal law enforcement resources in Albuquerque, Baltimore, Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, Memphis, and Milwaukee. Uh, Seven cities with crime levels, with violent crime levels, uh, several times higher than the national average. Uh, Americans deserve Americans deserve to live in safe in safety," said Attorney General William P. Barr. And while nationwide violent crime rates are down, many cities continue to see levels of extraordinary violence. Operation Relentless Pursuit seeks to ensure that no American city is excluded from the peace and security felt by the majority of Americans, while also supporting those who serve and protect. In these communities, with the resources, training, and equipment, uh, they need to stay safe. So uh, he goes on to talk about how the ATF, DEA, FBI, and U.S. Marshals is going to be a part of this effort. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, I'm just trying to get some other. But that's the gist of it. You You can read into it more. So I guess the idea behind this story is just be careful about the associations that people in your family make, and particularly young people, if they're hanging around with particularly your girls. Because sometimes, sometimes girls like to hang around the bad boys. So just make sure you know who your daughters and nieces are talking to. Make sure they're not making a stupid decision to hang around with D-boys, drug boys, or anything like that. I mean, oh my gosh. So anyway, so that, that's one of the headlines I wanted to talk about. I'm going to give you guys some other ones real quick. Check my time. Man, breathing is 26 minutes. All right. So let me uh, hit my little my little other stuff here. Um, the other thing I wanted to say, and I think I mentioned this more than once, is that a lot of skills that are available uh, for people to make a decent living, a lot of that training is free and available online. I feel like the internet goes through different ages, right? And I feel like I live long enough to see various, at least two ages of the internet. The first age to me was the AOL age. I don't know what came before that because I ain't know nothing about the internet before then. But there was a time when AOL was was synonymous with the internet. That's because that's how everybody connected you went there and you could see web pages and you could you could get your email and there were chat functions you know that was the internet and i remember when i wanted to get off aol they kept sending me fucking cds (laughs) and they kept saying no 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 you can have because it was a fee that you paid you know it wasn't free you know it was a fee that you paid to to get online it was you know it wasn't expensive but it was definitely a fee and uh, they would they would give you oh you can have so more months for half the price or whatever whatever I'm thinking well damn why didn't you just give me that price up front you know kind of a thing so that was like the first age of the internet 
that's when you had a global village modems and all and and, and 56k was the bomb and 128k was the truth and all that. <clears throat> then there was another age where um blogs were like the thing like i never was a reader coming up you know i talked about that in other podcasts reading wasn't the easiest thing for me to do but i found myself reading blogs you know, there was one blog called the Digital Download, and this is before the gay community co-opted the Download. For the Download meant secret or hush hush, and it was so many great blogs that I used to read on there, forums and people talking and shit and stuff. And then, and part of that age was also how software was free. That wasn't really free, not really, but. If you wanted to, and I'm not saying I did, but if you wanted to, you could get all types of software on the internet. You could download and install them on your computer. And you know, I mean, I know people fed their family off of this software. You know, they couldn't afford it, you know what I mean, kind of a thing, because it was mad expensive. You know, but then they started putting security and stuff in programs, and they would check the network for a key and all that kind of shit. So then that went away. That was, That age was gone. And so uh, now I think we're in kind of like a social media kind of an age, you know, where uh, social media is usurping, you know, newspapers and television and radio and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if something happens, I go to Twitter kind of a thing. You know what I mean? I don't go to ABC, NBC, uh, CNN. I don't trust the motherfuckers. I go to Twitter. And I go Twitter and I do like a triangle search. I try to get three different sources for the same thing. Hopefully the source isn't always TMZ, <laughs> which is the case with the Kobe Bryant thing. Vanity Fair says, uh, uh, ESPN says, and then you drill down and it's all goes back to TMZ. So we're in the social media age, but uh, simultaneous with the social media age is like the knowledge I mean, I'm not talking about knowledge like that you I'm thinking knowledge you can eat off of. If you if you have an IT career and you don't use Google or you don't use a form, you must be a genius. Because I use Google and I use YouTube and I use forms and I use online trading like constantly. And thank God, you know, as a part of human nature, you know, we share everything. There's a part of human nature that's generous. Maybe it's ego-based. Look, well, I know, whatever. But whatever it is, the information is out there. Every, Almost every problem that I experienced in my career is on the Internet. There have been one or two where I had to make up a solution. You know what I mean? But most of the stuff is on the Internet. Somewhere. If somebody has figured out something and they wrote about it. You know what I mean? And so... What I'm trying to say is, is that I feel like, and it's hard to say this, particularly as a parent, but I feel like we're approaching like an education bubble, meaning that the cost of education far outweigh, when I say the education, I mean college tuition, like a college degree. The cost of it to me is, is, is it's almost like the housing crisis where, you know, the, the cost of the house was was so much more than the, the the value the utility. In other words, you buy a house for this much, 
But if you turn around and sell it the next day, you're not going to even get that much for it. You're going to get way less. You follow me? I feel like the, the value education is getting like that. So, you know, maybe the people after the millennials might have to take a different approach. But at least right here, right now, we're in a moment where all of the stuff is on YouTube. All this stuff is on Udemy. Udemy.com is where you can go find classes, just video stuff, and sometimes uh, practice exams by professionals in the field. See, that's the biggest difference between college, to me, and this 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 knowledge I'm talking about. I went to school with people who were like I I, I took a I had an arts degree to be honest with you. I went to school for graphic design. The people who are teaching me maybe had a career in graphic design and maybe they didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe they did. Maybe they did a long time ago. But I mean they they wasn't they wasn't hip to what's going on right now. But you can go on LinkedIn Learning, which at the time of this recording is maybe $30, $30 a month. Um, if you go month to month. You can go to Udemy. You can buy classes for $12, $20, $30, something like that. Uh, training, practice exams too. You can go to uh, uh, all kinds of different sites. You can go to forums where you don't pay shit. You can go to YouTube, which is free at the moment. You know, Google, like I said, forums. Uh, there's all kinds of websites that I go to like, um, oh my gosh. Uh, well, I do a lot of Linux work. So, you know, Ubuntu has all, all kinds of sites and everything. Windows obviously has sites, you know, Mac, you know. So whatever, whatever you do in your, I know in IT, everything is very well documented. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you can, and then if I've even seen people, on Twitter asking for help around stuff. So we're in this this information age where all this information is free and this information is like actually valuable. It's actionable information that you can use to help benefit your career. And it's getting to the point where even Google uh, certification, even Google is offering certifications. Google IT support certificate. Okay. So if I go here, Google Developer Certification, Google Cloud Certifications. And if I click on, uh, if I click on, uh, let me see here, uh, grow.google, what's this? IT's IT Support Professional Certificate, Grow with Google. Okay, so this is uh, grow.google, all right? Uh, let's see here. IT professional certificates uh, get started. I'm clicking on this. I'm doing this because people say the economy is great, yet increasingly more and more people are driving Uber and Lyft. So that means to me the economy isn't as great as they say. I think the economy may be great for people on Wall Street, the people who uh, who live off their investments. <clears throat> but I'm looking at this. I'm seeing uh, there are five courses in this professional certificate. Uh, let's see this course. So there's like uh, technical fundamentals, bits and bytes of networking, OS and system administration. Uh, and these are free. I'm looking at it. It says enroll for free to the 26th. So that's the day. <laughs> okay. All right. Then so maybe there's a cost to it. This is Corsica. Okay. So Corsica has a cost to it, but I tell you what, it's a lot cheaper 
than going to, you know, going to get a certificate someplace. And that's the other thing about IT is that you have an experience, you have an experience, job experience with a cert is better than you having just a cert or just experience because it's the, it's the HR people that look for certs, in my opinion. It's the IT professionals who look for experience because I know the extremes. I know people who got certs that can't fix shit. And then I know people with no certs that can do deep dive and, and, and really do root cause analysis and fix problems. So, you know, it's, it's a balance. But we're just living in an age where a lot of the, a, a lot of the valuable information is free and that age may go. Right. Just like AOL went away for the most part, <clears throat> just like auto free software, <laughs> you know, went away. Right. This knowledge that we're talking about may go away. What if YouTube starts charging a subscription just to access the site? <clears throat> you know how much valuable information would be locked away in, in YouTube? Some of the courses that I pay for in Udemy, even though it's not a high fee, some of those courses I found on YouTube. There's a guy named Professor Messer who does uh, basic... Uh, uh, in a, you know, like a IT courses, top to bottom, help you prepare for the certification for free. That is very, very valuable because if you go to a boot camp, you're going to pay a few grand. So I guess the message for today is we're living at a time where we can kind of leverage the Internet as a way to get us ahead in life. That's what I'm saying. And so I can babble on and all that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to say, I guess the two points to wrap up, and I am going to wrap up, is one, be grateful, family. Be grateful for whatever situation you think you win. Because you think your situation is fucked up, I guarantee you there's somebody that will put a bullet in your head to be where you are. And I'm not even joking. Be thankful for your family. If you can, make peace with them. Try not to be the asshole. You know what I mean? Causing trouble and forgive the assholes <laughs> in your family because there is no grudge that's worth conflict over amongst family. It really isn't. You know what I mean? If somebody is just reprobate, <clears throat> forgive him and keep him at a distance. But don't hold grudges and stuff. Don't do that. Uh, two, uh, you know, be careful because the U.S. has never ended their war against black people. Uh, we can still prosper and people are prospering and everything like that. But you just got to be careful. You know, you just got to be careful and make sure that your people, your family and the young people in your family know that they just got to be self-aware and be careful who you hang around. Be careful what parties as a young person, what parties they go to and all kinds of stuff, because it's easy to get caught up out there. And lastly, there's a lot of free information or affordable and cost information online to help you improve your station in life in terms of a career or even in terms of an entrepreneurial path. A lot of that information is free. So take advantage of it. All right. <laughs> this is Jonathan Soul, JonathanSoul.com. Uh, I had something altogether different planned, but uh, this is what came out of my soul. So I hope 
uh, somebody can dig it. Uh, this is episode nine of the Nonfiction Podcast with Jonathan Soul. You can find uh, all my stuff on JonathanSoul.com or you have my fiction podcast, which is called, you know, <clears throat> Jonathan Soul, where I interview comic book artists from the African, African-American, Afro-Martian community, uh, the writers, the creators, the illustrators, the publishers. And then, of course, here I talk about news and, and I give commentary. Love you guys. Hope all your dreams come true. Jonathan Soul on Twitter. Jonathan Soul on Instagram. Jonathan Soul on iTunes. Jonathan Soul on SoundCloud. J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L. JonathanSoul.com. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs>